This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. to the Dogish Podcast. Wow, the, that was oh, really <laughs> weird sounding. <laughs> Did I scare you with that one? Listen, yeah. I'm trying to mix it up, Jason, for our listeners who subscribe and are here every week with us. Um, this is, of course, the Dogish Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to dog parents and the topics, events, and personalities that are impacting their lives. My name is Sylvia West, um, certified dog trainer, dog mom, pet expert at Dog Up in This Bitch, with me as always. My name is Jason Arias, co-founder of Forever USA, a dog photography experience for you and the dog who stole your heart. How are you? Yes. I, you know what, Jason? I'm pretty pumped for this next guest. She is also a podcaster. She is she's an like amazing a big time podcaster. She's like major. I was like, a we're celebrating intimidated. this. This, this is going to be our 20th episode, I believe. And she's at 153 or 54 episodes. We may, which when we recorded this, who knows where she's at now that this has come out, right. but um, we may have blabbered on quite a bit about uh, pet organs. So I guess uh, explicit warning for the first part of our podcast. And then we, then we went on for a long time about just the love of accepting like families and our fur kids like it's we, a great we were, we, it was, fun time it was amazing all over the place and lots and lots we talked about let's get into it with tori mystic let's of wear wag repeat hello we're so excited to have you you're so fun i mean i don't know <laughs> well, you personally but i feel you don't like know I, yet wait until after the hour then you can say stop. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to air that one not fun enough like it so how how are things, Tori? Like are you enjoying your your day? You're you're located in Pittsburgh. I think that's what we picked up, yeah. Yeah, I'm in Pittsburgh, so we're having a very relaxing Saturday here. Took the dogs for a little walk and came home and realized I had defrosted pig's feet for them. So I was gonna give them a Kong, but instead they got some tasty pig's feet. So um, yeah, so they're pooped out. Like it's amazing how tiring that is, just chomping just away. A little pig foot. Yeah. Just hanging out in there. You know what I recently got that you might enjoy, Tori? There is a farm in Idaho from which you can order ostrich bones and necks. Ooh. Well, that's right. That you are... were supposed to send me a picture of that. You said it was mm. kind of strange. It's horrifying, so I'd rather not photograph it. Sweet. But um That's how the pigs feet are. I, I don't touch them. I, I go outside. I open the box, I pour them out, but they're wrapped in like wax paper or something. And then I just grab grab the corner of the wax paper and unravel it and let the dogs grab it themselves. I can't touch it. So yeah. Yeah. The pit, the, the ostrich necks are quite interesting because I mean, if you can imagine an ostrich neck is, you know, about yay round and very long. So the steak is like yay round and it has a tiny like spinal bone and it's, terrifying that's like a steak like this it's like (laughs) i opened it i don't know what i was expecting when i ordered it i was like yeah ostrich neck and then i opened and i was like oh god it's nothing like a duck neck i guess i don't know yeah 
Because we buy, we bought duck necks and that kind of stuff, and they're just like a skinny well, little shriveled up thing. I feel like this is off to a fantastic start. <laughs> what? We're talking about some dead animals. Let's talk about some organs and Let's, animal parts. I mean, this is when you know you're sitting in a podcast with like three pet parents because, as grossed out as we all are, we're totally unfazed. Like, yeah, the other day I went to the store and just bought my dog some beef heart. Um, I know. You know, I, I, actually, I never thought I'd say. I've been joking with my with my dog friends, like my hardcore dog friends, like you guys, that I'm like, we sound like Hannibal Lecter. Like, you know, people are like, can I give your dog a treat? And you're like, well, is it liver or is heart? It, is it organic <laughs> organ meat? Because otherwise, I just, I don't know. What I have him on an exclusive ostrich diet right now. Fava um, beans. Oh my goodness. I mean, seriously. Um, we might even be a little too bougie for Jason. He's like, what? I just, what? Oh, this, um, is, this whole thing's been a learning experience. If, if, if a podcast goes by that I don't learn something that is just totally outside of my realm, then it wasn't the right podcast. Well, now, now you know. Now I know. Now I, need, now I need to go get some ostrich neck and pig's, and feet, pig's feet. Yeah. Yeah. The duck feet are terrifying to me. The like the, the freeze dried ones. Yeah. Have you seen Jason? You've seen those at the pet store. Come on now. No, I don't think I dig in the freezer aisle looking for. No, them. no, they're in the. They're usually in the dry bar. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I've never noticed it. It's like a little foot, and it's like all webbed. So creepy. Once you notice it, you can't unsee it. You can't so. unsee them. Gotta go find them. All I see now are the duck's feet and the chicken feet right there. They're right by the cash register go usually. What is I'm gonna that? I'm going to get some. They're going to love them. Like also, why are you throwing the it in my face? Love them. I feel like I'm being very accosted by the pet food stores for they're just like, look, feet like it's very odd. Why are they right in my face when I'm checking out? I live in the back. Thank you. (laughs) Like a a door labeled very scary animal parts that your dog will love. Go to the adults only section of the store. It's like a red velvet curtain that you peel back. It's all dingily lit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. Tell us more, Sylvia, about this creepy (laughs) back room. I'm just saying, if I was designing a pet food store, if I was designing a pet food store, (laughs) that is where I would keep the organs and the other parts of the animals. I mean, also, like, it might even sell better because exclusivity sells. So if people feel like it's this very taboo thing, I'm just from a marketing standpoint now, this is where my business might be okay. Forbidden. Behind the curtain. Tori, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. I, I'm, I'm there Thank with you. Thank you. So I have a question, Tori. Like, you have your own podcast. Have you ever, let alone launched a podcast, have you discussed dead animal parts on your podcast at all? Of course. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> She's a dog mom, Jason. Come on. Duh. Like, we have a whole segment that's just towards that. Well, no, I've actually, I've interviewed, because on my podcast, I interview women in the pet industry all over, like all different kind of facets of the pet industry. So I've had two different women on who both have like dried chew companies um, where they um, sustainably source from like little farmers who are like, I don't know what to do with all these chicken feet. And they're like, I'll take them off your hands and dry them out and sell them to all the dog people. So I've had a couple people on my show who that's what they do for a living. Wow. That's fun. Okay. This is a good place to take a break. We will be back with more Tori and like, you know, more about her, less about animal parts. Right. Um, just, just a brief moment. <laughs>
Okay, so we're we're coming back from our, our quick break. Um, and like we briefly brought up, you have a podcast um, and you don't just talk about animal Brushed parts, right? There's there's other things that you talk about. What is um, what, are, what are some of the other things that you spend a lot of time talking about? On What's the name of your podcast again? Yeah, sure. So it's called the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. It's Wear, like name. how do you spell wear on this W-E-A-R. one? W-E-A-R. There you go. Um, so nice. that's the name of my blog. And just to kind of tell you why it's named that when I first started my blog, it was to document my love, my two loves of style and dogs. Now, this now, especially during the pandemic, the style has gone way out the window. It's just all dogs now, but Sweatpants um, and dogs. that's how it started. That's why it's wear, wag, repeat. Um, so on my podcast and I have like, I don't like over 150 episodes now at this point, yeah, and I like inter- 154. Yeah, yeah. I felt a lot very of intimidated. <laughs> we're <laughs> like, we swear we know what we're doing. Um, and it, when I when I started it, I was like, I'm just going to interview cool, creative women who have dogs and do cool, creative things. And we'll just talk about what they do and we'll talk about dogs. And then um, how it kind of evolved naturally, I ended up finding so many interesting women specifically in the pet industry who weren't just cool and creative, but they worked with dogs and had dogs um, and other pets too, but mostly dogs. And, um, and so, yeah, so I, so I talked to people who maybe launched a Kickstarter and they tell me like all about what that was like um, or someone who bakes treats or ha- makes doggy frozen yogurt. And it's gotten picked up nationally in stores. Like we talk about all kinds of things um, about how to grow your pet pet industry business. Um, but then we talk about business and dogs at the same time, because I think, I think that's what people like. Well, they go together so well. They go together so well. I mean, that was, um, Sylvia and I've talked about it many times. The reason that this has been something that has really fulfilled us both in the photography and even now in the podcast, it's just, it's lighthearted and exciting and lots of opportunity and, um, it's neutral. it covers, it crosses so many boundaries as well between different mindsets. And like, it's just a, a good, and, and I, everybody loves having dogs in the office and at home, like, you know, is that we, we can't have a studio dog because we have people bringing their dogs in right. all the time. But we, I'll, I'll never forget the first time I told somebody, they said, Oh, I got to go drop off, you know, my dog at home. I said, you can just leave him here for the day, you know, pick him up when your errands are done. Like what other business can you get to say that than, than dog businesses? Yeah, it's really cool. And there's just, every time I'm interviewing someone, there's some kind of like analogy that just relates to business and to dogs. I was just talking to someone yesterday. She owns six grooming shops around Arizona and she also has six chihuahuas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and are they I, all named after her chihuahua? <laughs> well, so I have two Labradors and I, I love having two dogs. And so I was talking to her, I was like, you know, with dogs going from one to two is like a big jump, but then going from like two to six, like, you know, how does that relate from going to one to two grooming shops versus one to six grooming mm. shops? Um, and she was like, it's the same thing. Like going from one to two is hard, but then from there on, it's just like add another one in. <laughs> Um, and it's, it's very much like that with dogs, I think too. Yeah, definitely. I love that analogy. Um, and I think too, like the awesome thing about having a dog business is it's for everybody. 
you know, because everybody, you know, we here at the Doggish Podcast really celebrate that human human animal connection. Wow, I almost made it my own word, humanal. Um, <laughs> but that that human animal bond, you know, with our furry family members, and really, anytime you're in a dog business, you really are creating a safe, neutral space where everybody feels welcome. Because the only thing that matters in that space is their love for dogs, and I personally think that no other animal is more deserving of our love but um i'm very biased um as my like pomeranian just rests gently in my lap though i have to say jason so this is a new thing that my dog hunter has been joining in the podcasting that's true yeah yeah um but i realize it's because this chair that i sit in for podcasting is his armchair um and so now I'm realizing like he doesn't actually want to spend time with me. He just wants his chair just and I'm in it. <laughs> yeah. So. So you're 153, 154 episodes in on this journey now that it started out as dog in style and has turned into kind of like a woman entrepreneurship in the dog related community. Yeah, exactly. How cool is that? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just been very cool. And I think that's one of the best things about working for yourself and just like the current age that we're in with like technology, I can, you know, when I first was doing my show, I did it all hundred percent myself. Now I outsource, you know, a lot of the editing and stuff. Cause that's the time consuming part. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I first started, I could just do it all myself. So there wasn't a lot of costs up front. Um, and I could just kind of figure it out and just see where it goes. I'm not, I'm not the greatest, like, I don't have a five-year plan. I don't know where I'm going to be five years from now. So I just kind of like to play it by ear and see what happens. And, and that's, that's exactly what's happened with my podcast and kind of like everything else that is where Wagger Peep. We just got some great advice from a, they're not specifically with dogs, but it's uh, we're working with a, a business mentor and they've really put us on the, on the direction of have a, a three-year target like have a direction like for three years but everything else is 90 day sprints mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. that really resonated with me it was like okay have an idea of where you kind of want to go but really your goals need to be like in the next 90 days because i think it's completely obvious between the three of us if if you told me what my life was going to look like three months ago that it was going to be like this it, it, directions have changed yeah. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and that's the, I think for me, that's one of the, 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 the key indicators that things are going well is that your stuff should be changing every nine days. Your plans should be changing every three to six months and growing and moving. And so, yeah, having a five-year plan is not for me either. Plus, I feel like if you're educating yourself and you're like out there and you're reading and you're taking courses, which I know you have a new course that's coming out. Um, Jason has a new photography course that they're launching. Like if you're the kind of person who's taking these courses and you're like out there and you're doing this, you are growing, you are evolving. So your goals, your business plan should be changing. Um, You know, if you would have told me 10 years ago that I was going to be like a crazy dog mom with a dog podcast and dog based business, I would have been like, yeah. Right. You know, and also like making a living doing that never in a million years, you know, but I think it's like, that's the cool thing about being like a dog mom entrepreneur that I really love. And like for any of our listeners out there who are pet parents who are like, man, if COVID just shook up your life and you're like, I want to be doing something that I love every day for me, I'm just chasing my heart 
every day that I go to work, every project that I do. And um, it's much more fulfilling that way um, for me. What about you, Tori? Yeah, no, I agree. And that's why, you know, I think it's, you, you have to be really thoughtful and, and introspective and look at like, what is making me happy and I can also make money doing <laughs> it's an important element of a business, but, um, there's going to be elements of your business that just aren't fulfilling. Like for me, editing my podcast was such a pain in my butt. Like, you know, weeks would well, go by without, editor. yeah, exactly. I would, I, I would have weeks go by with no new episode out because I just didn't feel like getting in there. Like it just wasn't my thing. So I outsourced it to someone who that's their entire business. Um, and then that way I can focus on connecting with people, which is what I like and talking to people and doing more kind of things that I think are fun, which my editor probably would think are not fun for him. <laughs> right. Yeah. He doesn't want to do that. So it's all about, you know, kind of finding the things that, that make you happy and outsourcing the other things if you can. So is that what your new course is on? Like Sylvia mentioned that you have a new course coming out. What is that about? Yeah. So, um, I actually have a, a new monthly membership called the wear wag repeat society for, um, Ooh. yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and it's, it's, it's targeted towards my petpreneur audience. So like my podcast listeners, and I do have three other online courses. So people who've taken that and love those, um, this membership is sort of geared towards them. So it's almost like a, like a long-term mini course. So like each month there's a new lesson. So in February, it was all about SEO and I did a little video and several Q and A's throughout the month and provided a lot of extra resources to teach people about SEO um, and how important that is for your pet industry business website or your blog or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, you know, in other months, we'll focus on storytelling through video um, or how to write really compelling emails. It's basically all the things that I do all the time in my business um, and broken down one thing per month. That's awesome. And it, this isn't like a secret velvet curtain backroom thing. Yeah. Anybody can join. Yeah. You don't have to go behind like the velvet curtain into the adults only section. <laughs> um, you can just go to my website, wearwagrepeat.com and you can find it through there. There's a, there's a tab in the menu for courses and it's under that. Amazing. Very cool. It, did you launch it already or is it launching soon? It actually launched in January oh, cool. and, um, oh, at the moment, thank you. Yeah. I had 70 people or 74 people or something sign up, um, when I first launched it. And so right now it's on wait list because I don't want new people coming in all the time. It's kind of like disruptive. So, um, we'll open it back up or I'll open it back up. Me, we is like me and Bert and Lucy, but I'll open it back up. Well, they, um, they have a paw in this. Yeah. I, you know, I, this whole pandemic, I'm like, can they just learn to type? How hard would it be? <laughs> Make them earn them kibble monies <laughs> for real. Oh my gosh. Well, I have, um, I have, I have an interesting question when we get back uh, that I'm dying to know. And I'm sure our listeners too, uh, quick break and we'll get right to it. So we're back. I have, I need to know, Tori, how did you go from dog mom 
fanatic like to this like entrepreneur mogul basically because you have like a lot of sectors to your business so talk to me about like who was tori before she was when she was just like Bert and lucy's mom yeah well i was just a young girl with a pink front door just loving my dogs and sounds like a just- journey song yeah, I know. <laughs> town girl with the pink dog. Yeah, that's it. I'm a steel town girl, actually, yeah. Pittsburgh. Wow. Um, so there you go. But no, I actually, you know, it's interesting. My, so my old dog, Lola, I, I've always had chocolate labs. My aunt had chocolate labs and Lola was one of her puppies. So we were just kind of in like a chocolate lab family. And my old Lola. dog, Lola, I loved her so much. And when I first started Wear, Wag, Repeat, Um, I think, I think I started it before I even got Lucy or like right when Lucy was like about to arrive as a puppy. And, um, so it was just like me posing in my outfit photos with my dog and like doing Pinterest tutorials and having my dog by my side. And what I found was that whenever I was doing outfitty fashion photos, I would get like crickets. Nobody was commenting and like nothing would happen because it was very saturated and also fashion bloggers are not the nicest group of people. (laughs) So then I found that whenever I was posting about my dogs, there was this whole group of dog bloggers on the internet. And like we say dog blogger now, or at least I say it, like it's a normal thing that people know that exists. But back then, like eight or nine years ago, um, people were like, you have a dog blog, you know? And I didn't know that there was other people with dog blogs and they found my blog and were commenting and connecting and they were the nicest people and just so helpful and so welcoming and like showed me the ropes of how to do it all. And then I discovered there was a dog blogging conference called blog pause, which doesn't exist anymore, but they had like a 10 year run. And I went to that a couple of years and that's at that conference and another blogging conference that was not dogs, just regular bloggers at those conferences is where I realized, Oh my God, like people are doing this for a living. There's, you know, I was meeting girls who like, they had these very niche topics they were blogging about and they were like, Oh yeah, I have 14 employees. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, so, you know, I always joke that it's like a made up job because when we were growing up, this did not exist. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you were in school and you're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? This was not a possibility. Um, so it's just kind of, I I think it's important. I, I like to embrace my like inner six year old, you know, if you can act like a six-year-old as much as possible, I think you'll have a happier life. And so I just try to be like curious and excited about things and learn about things in that way. That's, I think we all have kind of a, a similar story on where it just kind of like launched where we were, we were on the path to do one thing. And then next thing, you know, you just got pulled in through this passion and then found the, the dog vortex. Yeah. Just like well, it dogs, it's the dog people that suck yeah. you in because dog people are the best people, obviously. And so there um, is a level of compassion that people have. Yeah. And, com- yeah. and camaraderie and just helpful. And like, if you have a question, dog people are always happy to help you figure out the answer not like go figure it out yourself. You know, people yeah. in the dog. Everyone don't wants to that. give their opinion. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. You know, Which can be good them. and bad. <laughs> can be good and bad. But you know, everybody has a story. Everybody has an experience. You know, we're all kind of in this microcosm. It's really a new world. This idea of like our dogs as, as family members is new. You know, eight or nine years ago, there weren't dog blogs because there didn't need to be. You know, we were still celebrating um, dominance training and training wasn't popularized and what was popularized wasn't great. And, you know, a lot of people still had backyard dogs and things like that, you know? So I think definitely there's been an overall shift in the way we even view our dogs, which has just changed. But I'll say for me, you know, going into like even the social media communities, specifically as a dog parent, it's, there's just so much more support and like, everybody's just there to kind of give you a hug. It's really, it's a different experience of social media than I think the average person is experiencing. Well, and I think that, so the other thing, we've been talking about curtains a lot too, but um, pulling back that curtain and giving people a place to feel comfortable and really celebrate the love that they have for those family members. You know, it's, um, and on the photography side of stuff, we really recognize people were struggling there's there's baby showers and baby photos and, and all of this stuff as being if I'm a first time mom and and we're going to have these celebrations. But there was another part of the community that their dogs are their kids, but they're not being treated as such. They're being treated as a almost kid like, oh, this is your trainer kid. And I think that's one of the things that I love about the dog community so much is that it is so accepting and it is so. um open to really letting people express the love and the emotions that they have for their fur kids. Yeah, absolutely. And in my circle of the internet, you know, my, my world is very like child-free by choice. That's my personal lifestyle. Um, So I would never judge someone or say anything you know, that would make anyone feel bad for not having kids or for having kids. Or, you know, I I think people are so quick to judge about, um, you know, why do you treat your dog like this? Why don't you like have a kid? Well, it's so insensitive because a lot of people can't, they are trying very hard Mm. um, and they can't. And I just think everyone needs to just be kinder and nicer. And like, you don't know what people are going through um, and their dog might be like filling a huge void or not not that it's like a void, but just might be like a huge part of their life. And, you know, people just need to stop making other people feel bad for things. Mm, I agree. And I feel like that's something that like, Uh, in my community of like dog people i just don't find that i don't find people like bullying each other for just being compassionate because i think at the end of the day like if you're a pet parent you have the most patience and the most compassion because you're dealing with an animal who like doesn't understand you literally like they do not speak your language yeah it's it can be it can be trying but I mean, it's that's what it's all about, and and then still getting that that positive um, reaction back from. The, anyways, this is all like super ooey gooey dog parent stuff that I that I love. But there's more stuff that you kind of get into as well. I think you were talking about um, like you talk to people about how to grow Instagram followings and doing things like that, and. Um, we talked briefly, that's not something that's necessarily just focused on businesses. There's a lot of people out there too, that want to be able to, and back to the topic we were just talking about, 
celebrate that family that they have. Um, do you have some tips? Like if, if just as a average stay at home mom, that's doing this by herself or stay at home dad, like how, how could they talk mom or dog dad? Yeah. How could they kind of grow their following? Yeah. So I think the important thing to think about, so I am kind of like a pet Instagram expert, I guess you could say, just to give everyone a frame of reference. I I hate like bragging about this, but my Instagram account, I grew it to over 40,000 followers. So people are always like, how did you do that? And I think the important thing, there's a couple of things. One, you got to kind of like make a decision about what your account is about. So if it's going to be about your dog or your pet, um, then only post content that includes your dog or your pet in it. So, you know, it's kind of like cliche to say, like, don't post your breakfast (laughs) unless you like made breakfast for you and your dog to have breakfast in bed together. That'd be cute. Um, but you know, you got to get specific about what your account is about and kind of narrow down in on that. I think that's why a lot of people start pet accounts when they're just, just as pet parents, um, because they're like, Oh, you know, I wanted to create like a separate account just for my dog because people on my other personal account don't want to see all dog photos. They want to see other things, but I would beg to differ. I bet you everyone wants to see all dog mm-hmm. photos. <laughs> no one cares about your vacation. Just I, don't care about, I don't care about your pancakes. I just care about his new bow tie. Yeah. <laughs> And so, so you got to get specific and, um, and know what your account's about. I also think that a lot of people don't utilize their bio and this is for just regular people and businesses. Um, you know, when I land on your account, it's like a split second of, am I going to follow you or not follow you? And your bio can kind of be a huge deciding factor in that. So, um, I'd like to know, you know, where you're based. Maybe you don't have to list like specifically, you could, you could be vague if you don't want to, you don't want people to know where you are, which is fine. Um, but you know, share maybe your dog's name, some kind of personality quirk about them, something that is going to make me say, Oh yeah, I really want to follow them. So, you know, if, if you have some kind of hobby within the dog world, like maybe you love dog outfits, maybe your dog loves bow ties, you've got a bow tie collection, or maybe you're into dock diving, or maybe your dog's epileptic, like my dog. Um, if you say, you know, I have an epileptic chocolate lab, I'm immediately going to follow you. <laughs> um, but if you don't put that in your bio, I'm not going to know that we have so much in common and how great your account could be for my interests. Um, so make sure to put something in your bio so that people are like, yeah, I love this. I want to follow this. Um, and then the third thing is also to be just realistic about what you're trying to get out of it. So I see a lot of people when it's just like their dog's account and they're like, I just want so many likes. I just want a million likes on my dog's photo. And I'm like, but why? Like, what is it going to do for you? Mm. Um, so, so just get clear about that, you know, and if you do just want lots of likes, that's fine. I would recommend in that case that you pick a specific number that you're like, I really want to hit 10,000 followers. And I really want to get a photo that gets a thousand likes. Um, cause that gives you something concrete to work towards and just say, instead of just saying, I want lots because you'll always be disappointed because there's always lots more. <laughs> so, um, get specific, fix up your bio and then figure out what you're in it for. And I Love think that. paying attention to different platforms too. I, I mean, I, I try and keep my ear to the ground 
on all of this. But at the same time, I'm hearing you talk about some things. I'm like, well, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And, and yeah, after we hang up, you guys are going to be updating your yeah, bio. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also mine, know- mine refreshes frequently. But on that note, we're going to take a quick oh, break. Okay, okay, okay. Ah, I got you, Jason. Well, we'll be right back. All right. Jason, lead us back okay. in with your question. Okay, no, um, it was a, a, I guess it's a question too, but as far as the getting lots of likes and um, if you're looking for that kind of uh, fulfillment, uh, TikTok's been a great place for that. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So it's funny you said that because like I, right before the break, I was like, I bet you he's going to ask me about TikTok. So that's another great place. It, you know, I post some stuff on TikTok um, to varying degrees of success. I haven't really like cracked the code over there at all. Um, but some dogs just like take off. Some dog accounts just take off over there. Um, and the neat thing about TikTok is it doesn't really matter how many followers you have to, it, it, that doesn't relate to how many people are going to see your video. So you could have hundreds of thousands of followers. You could have a hundred followers and it might, the, the algorithm might just like sh decide to show it to everyone on the planet. Well, um, I heard yeah. Gary V go on a, a spiel one day. He's like, there's nothing ever that you've been able to create a new account, make your first post and get a million views. Like that just doesn't like, and you can do that with TikTok. You can get all of that. So it's, that's, we haven't launched one yet, but it's on the to-do list. Yeah. So so with that being said, I did have a video that has almost a million views. It has 940,000 views and I've not had any video since then get remotely close to that. So it is cool and exciting. Um, but it also is just like so unpredictable. Um, and so like, just because I have almost a million views on one video, every other one has like 500 views. <laughs> So, um, you know, it's just, but that's it, still it, a lot. And I think that yeah. we get, um, we water it down. Sometimes we get used to, I mean, um, our photography when we're like at 6,500 fans over there, whatever it is. And that doesn't seem like very much, but on the flip side of things, like when you're first getting started, a hundred is a lot of people. I heard, um, somebody was, uh, doing a stream and they said, like somebody would be like, oh, how do you feel? You only have 30 people following your stream. And he said, well, if I was sitting here and I had 30 people standing in the room with me, that's a lot of people. Yeah. So, well, and that comes back to like, what do you want to get out of it? So like my, my podcast is very specific. I don't have as many listeners as some other podcasts, but it is doing exactly what I want it to do. You know, it is speaking exactly to the precise audience that I want to reach. Mm -hmm. I don't want to reach everybody. And so it's fine with me. It's more than fine that I have maybe lower no numbers than some other shows because it's doing what I want it to do. And I think there's a lot to be said. Like if you're trying to talk to everybody, then you're not talking to anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what's so cool about what you do, even as like a blogger. It's like this very specific. You're like, I cater to dog moms who rapidly love their dogs and rapidly love fashion all at the same time. Um, and I know you I've seen you have some like really cute like poop bag dispensers and things like yeah. that. 
that your brand puts out. Poop there. scoop repeat. It's like yeah. the wear wag repeat. <laughs> Poop bag. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> it's really, they're like little. Yeah. So I think that, like you said, your brands are doing exactly what you designed them to do. And I think that's why they're so successful. Thank you. I didn't know about the poop scoop and repeat bags, but I love that. It's like a, a poop bag holder, a poop yeah. bag dispenser thingy mm. that clips on your leash. That's cool. Yeah. This is like, I love the stories where it just starts out like I was kind of doing this as the side and that passion just slowly turned into this. And now people are kind of pushing me into this direction and growing and doing and congrats. I mean, that's super, super cool. Thank All you right. so much. Yeah. So now let's give you a little bit of space to gush over the dogs that inspired it all. Talk to us about Bart and Lucy just for a little while. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, how much time do you have? Um, uh, so... As much as you need. We'll cut it up. <laughs> Go, girl. So... This is you. So Bert and Lucy are my two chocolate labs that I have now. They just turned nine years old. So they're senior, sexy seniors. Mm. And... Um, I've had Lucy since she was a puppy. She's from a really responsible breeder uh, in West Virginia, a couple hours south of Pittsburgh. And I know a lot of other people who've gotten dogs from her. She's really into, um, you know, maintaining the integrity of the Labrador breed. So she's a really great breeder. Um, so Lucy's from there. And then Bert is a rescue. And Bert's story, well, I guess... So, so I had Lucy and my old dog Lola at the same time. I like having two dogs. I love it. Um, but Lola, you know, got to be older and she passed away. And then I had Lucy by herself for about two years. And during that two year time period, since I do have such a following online and so many Labrador lovers, I would go on pet finder which is very dangerous activity that don't do that as a hobby. Very I would dangerous. go on, I would go on pet finder and I would look for chocolate labs and just share them to get the word out about them, you know, so that other people could find them. And I did this many times without falling for it myself until one day I was on and I saw Bert and I think he hadn't come up in my other searches cause he was just right outside i think the default mileage radius is like 40 miles and he mm. was like right outside of that so he didn't come with my other searches and when i clicked on his profile there was like one blurry photo and i was like he looks like he's like probably 100 percent lab he looks like just a cool guy and so i called the shelter and i learned that he'd been in there for over a year wow and that in, in his bio it said special needs and i was like what what does that mean what's special mm. and they said he's epileptic um but they had him on medication and they were managing it and they and i was like well can i come see him and they're like yeah like he is wide open he doesn't get very many visitors Aww. oh my god it was like the saddest thing so um so I came out and and met him on my own and um, he was like bouncing off the walls, but not like in a bad way. I just feel like I just know labs well enough that I just knew he needed more exercise mm -hmm. and maybe different hey, food. Probably bored. Yeah. So bored. And, and it's not their fault. Like they don't have time. How could they possibly exercise all these dogs, especially when he was there for so long? Um, so I just knew, I just knew he would like be great. And I was like, I have access to so many experts and resources through my blog. I'm like, we, I can take care of him and his epilepsy. He'll be fine. Um, 
So I brought Lucy out two days later to meet him and we were like approved on the spot. Their meet and greet went really well. And I was like, they were like, okay, here you go. And I like put him in my car. We all drove home and I was like, that's crazy. Um, so now, now it's the, it's been the three of us for like the last two and a half years. Oh my gosh. I love that story. Yeah. All right. So Tori Mystic, amazing human dog mom to the special needs, babies of the world, blogger extraordinaire. Um, it, Tori, it's I feel been like such we a covered blast. so many little topics today. I know. Like, this was fantastic. We Every section was like a little pocket. We're yes. having you back on because I feel like there's so much more we need to talk about. Unfortunately, we've come to the end of our oh. show, which means that we have to entertain Jason's dog dad joke, as you know, as a listener. Um, so, Jason, as two dog mom ladies, we are ready. Lay that joke on us. All right, let's. How how cheesy do you guys want? Super, super like cheesy. The most. Okay. We just got done talking about an epileptic, right, adorable right. chocolate lab. Like, come on. <laughs> okay, are you ready? What dog keeps the best time? A watchdog. <laughs> <laughs> you asked for cheesy. I mean, I did originally. This is, this is just how my brain is working. I did see a dog wearing a watch like when you said it, <laughs> <laughs> or like a like a like a. And then I was like, oh, ha, mm. I was trying to think of like a like a Swiss dog. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Ultra cheesy. It was perfect. I think it was a great way. There we go. To end our show today, Tori. This was amazing. Yes, it was so good getting to meet you. Thank you guys so much. This was really super fun. It was so fun to like be the guest for a change. <laughs> you should do it more. You interview yeah, great. You do. Oh, thank you so much. It's fun. All right. All right. Until well, next time. Until next time. I want to thank everybody, like always, for joining us on today's podcast and listening to and discussing with Miss Tori um, and everything that she had to share with us. Like we were all over the place today, but I felt like it was just like incredible topics at every single turn. And I can't wait to talk to her again. Cannot wait to have her back. Yep. Uh, anything that we talked about, like all of her um, websites and uh, notes and things like that, social media, we will list down in the show comments. And as always, if there's any topics, events, or personalities that you want us to expand onto or add into the show, please make sure that you email us to let us know. Um, other than that, anything else to say say goodbye with today, Sylvia? No, oh, but if you're subscribe. not, make sure you go hit subscribe. Yeah. Is that what subscribe? You're, Thank you. Yeah, yeah hit the subscribe button and uh, do support our friend Tori by checking out her podcast as well, which is Where yeah. Wag Repeat Podcast. And uh, again, we'll link that in the yeah. show notes. Where Wag Repeat W E A R Wag. Yeah, because yes. she talks about fashion, and I'm into it. Um, you know, and business and business, and she's awesome. All right, guys, until next time. Awesome. Talk to you then.